This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. From the top five NFL quarterbacks. Touchdown, Jalen Hurts. R-E-L-A-X. To the top five NFL fan bases. We're ranking the top of everything in the NFL. This is ESPN Radio's Rank Them, the top five quarterbacks. All right, welcome back in. Kenny and Carn, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Mark Zeno, Coley Harvey in for the fellows today. We need you guys out there. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. I'm going to give you my top five quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Now, Coley, let me preface this by saying that the way I'm judging this is based off of talent alone. I'm not looking at what you've won last year. I'm not looking at what you won two years ago. I'm looking at you as a quarterback. Remove the coach, remove the weapons, remove the teammates, remove the uniform, put you in a blank jersey with a blank helmet, put you on the field at quarterback, and let's see how you perform. That's where I am using this metric app, trying to take things in a vacuum. Are you ready for a list that apparently has people around parts of Bristol talking? Oh, I'm ready. I want to get to this. I want to see what you got. All right, let's do it. Number five. Aaron Rodgers, when it comes to pure talent still, regardless of age, that's why I'm not talking about who I'd start a franchise with or anything else, Aaron Rodgers can still make every throw. Aaron Rodgers can still is one of the, still one of the best decision makers at the position. He's a guy you trust the most to make throws when you need them. There is no doubt that Aaron Rodgers' game itself hasn't fallen off. What has fallen off around him is the coaching, the weapons, the personnel, the teammates, and everything else. Well, I don't think we ever have to question where Aaron Rodgers is. Are you seeing a decline in his play? No, you're seeing a decline in his stats, and that's not necessarily a product of him playing bad quarterback. And last year, when his numbers did go down, more of a product of the fact that he was throwing to guys that equate to you and me, right? Like, he wasn't exactly hitting prime targets. That's why I want to take these things out, because if you give Aaron Rodgers the same receivers you gave everybody else in the league, guess what? The numbers look wildly different. And I'm not going to fault Aaron Rodgers for being smart, for throwing the football away on, thir- on third down or taking a sack or whatever to keep his team in a ball game to help win the game, right? Like that's, I'm, not, I'm not taking that away from you. That's actually a plus. So Aaron Rodgers comes in at number five. Mm. Number four. Joe Burrow, the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, the talent is there. There's no denying it. And, yes, he has a lot of help around him given the weapons that he has. But we've seen Joe Burrow be able to be smart with the football. He's accurate as hell. He knows exactly what to do, when to do it, and how to take his team back. Like, the biggest thing for me about him is you never feel like you're out of a game with Joe Burrow under center. He brings you that level that he's always got that throw in him, that ability to make a play when a big play is needed in a big moment. And some of that comes with running the football. Some of that comes with... You know, being able to read the defense, all that goes together. I think Joe Burrow is really starting to put together the complete package. I do start to get a little bit concerned about his health. We know he had the knee injury and everything else, but you know, if Joe Burrow is healthy, you're talking about a team that'll be at the top of the AFC for a long time. Number three. This is probably going to upset some people to begin with, but again, this is about pure talent, and it's Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert, to me, when I look at him, I think of Andrew Luck, when he first got in the league. Hit a rewind button here, Coley, for a second, okay? Mm-hmm. And this is a guy who took over a team with Anthony Lynn as the head coach, who unequivocally might have been one of the worst coaches in recent memory. That was his head coach. <laughs> he took over a team, by the way, that was 23rd in defense in points allowed. 
He made that team 7-9, and nine, set a rookie record for passing yards, rookie record for touchdowns, put a team on his back for that entire season and made them competitive. All by the way, you know, he had good weapons there, but you're not exactly talking about an incredible running game. Austin Eckler and Kalen Balage were the guys running the ball in the back. And this was before Eckler really was Eckler uh, two or three years ago, the, the fantasy stud that we all know. So it's not, and oh, by the way, he had an offensive line that in 2020 was ranked dead last by PFF in the NFL. And he threw for the most yards and the most touchdowns by a rookie ever with an offensive line that is dead last. That is about pure talent, my friend. That is about a quarterback who knows how to make chicken salad out of you-know-what and help his team win games. And had he had a better coach, they wouldn't have been 7-9. and nine. They probably would have been 10-7, and seven, or 10-6, and six, rather, and made the playoffs. So don't ever doubt Justin Herbert's talent. And yes, I'm in love with arm strength. Big arms excite me. Number two. Patrick Mahomes. What can you say Whoa. that is bad about Patrick Mahomes? Essentially nothing. However, what I don't know about Patrick Holmes and what gives me a little bit of pause to put him second on this list, Patrick Mahomes walked into a situation with the best play call in the league and a team that had won the division three years in a row. He walked into an already made situation with an already made roster that was built to win. I'm not taking anything away from Patrick Mahomes on that. Again, a guy who can make every throw, knows how to extend plays with his legs, does the right thing with the football, uh, is absolutely a magician when you need him to be. But I begin to wonder, and I think it's fair to wonder, if I take Patrick Mahomes out of there and give him somebody not named Tyreek Hill, and we know what it looks like this year without Tyreek Hill, or I give him a different coach that's not named Andy Reid, where am I? What is it fair for me to say what adversity has really been in front of Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback to start his career? None. He's been given everything to succeed. I'm not going to fault him for that because he's succeeded. But when we are splitting hairs here in measurements of who's done what and what I am rating from a talent standpoint, there is a question that it remains unanswered, and I may never get the answer to this about Patrick Mahomes. But for me, he's number two behind this guy number one josh allen now again this is about pure talent arm strength uh ability to put a team on his back and carry them remember what josh allen took over in 2018 an offense that was at the bottom of the league no running game right he came into a team that had good defenses but you know, when he took over in 2018, he played, well, I think, uh, 10 games his first year, wasn't very successful. You go to year two for Josh Allen, and look what he did. Plays all 16 games, makes them 10-6, and six, 20 touchdowns, 9 picks, throws for almost 3,100 yards, and still had a bad completion percentage on a team where he also ran for over 500 yards and got him to the playoffs. In a playoff game, they probably should – they actually never should have lost, period. Um that was just hogwash with the Houston Texans and the fit just can't even get me started. Regardless of all that. That said, you know, again, you see Josh Allen at 2020 elevate even more. Completion percentage up to 69, 4,500 yards, 37 touchdowns, 10 picks. I mean, 13 wins. Oh, my God, he threw interceptions last year. Stop whining about interceptions. They're not as big as a deal as you think. They're not all created equal. Some interceptions are the equation of a punt. Like, and oh, by the way, 
If you're going to win 13 games, you can throw me 15 interceptions. Knock yourself out. I'll take 13 wins and 15 interceptions every single year in the league. Stop talking about the interceptions and focus on what he does. And oh, by the way, the one skill he has that Patrick Mahomes doesn't, the guy's a freaking bowling ball with legs that runs really fast and really hard. They don't have to design many running plays specifically for Patrick Mahomes, and they don't because they treat him like a chandelier. We don't want to touch him or he'll break. Josh Allen, you don't have to worry about that. Josh Allen isn't ever going to worry about being injured because he's going to knock everybody on their backside when he runs with the football. And that, to me, is an ultimate difference. When you start to talk about quarterbacks now, the running game and how they run and what you can – it's not just about being mobile. Can I run with you? Patrick Mahomes is mobile, but they don't call a lot of design runs, if any at all, for Patrick Mahomes. They call design runs for Josh Allen. Why? Because he can lower his shoulder and make you see stars. And that, to me, is the ultimate difference. Give me the arms, give me the legs, give me the decision-making, the body frame, everything about Josh Allen and his ability to take a franchise. Oh, by the way, that had Zay Jones and Isaiah McKenzie as receivers and still put up the numbers that he did in the early part of his career. Stop it, okay? You give him Stephon Diggs, look what happens. 4,500 yards and 35 touch. I mean, it's not hard to figure out that he needed somebody like that to really set him apart from everybody else, and he has. So... Top five list for me, best quarterbacks in the NFL. From a talent perspective alone, at n- number five, Aaron Rodgers. Number four, Joe Burrow. Number three, Justin Herbert. Number two, Patrick Mahomes. Number one, wow. Josh Allen. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, or hit me up on Twitter, at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Bring me your mad, bring me your angry, bring me your irritated, your apoplectic. I'll take them all. Josh, uh, <laughs> Coley Harvey, the floor is yours. Uh, I don't really know where to begin. I've got so many questions here that I just wrote down in order to figure out what in the world you were thinking. Putting Patrick Mahomes number two? He's the best quarterback in the NFL right now. What are we talking about here? I got to I got the best system in the NFL. I, I, and I, I will the best say this. coach in the NFL. I will say this. You, you really defended every point. I, every time you, you made a point, I'm like, okay, I get it. I, I'm not, and I'm going along with you. Um, I, I don't get it, but I'm going along with you. I will add this though. <laughs> <laughs> we'll add this. Last year, he won a Super Bowl with a receiving core that was banged up and didn't have yeah. the star names that he has been used to having over the years. Um, to me, that's a testament to how good he is by himself as but well. But he's got the greatest tight end possibly in NFL history. Absolutely. That was the next point to that. You know, um, One question I did have is, you know, I'm thinking about so many omissions, and, and I've, got, I've got three names off the top of my head, but I'm going to actually hold on to those. One player I was wondering, because you mentioned, you know, this is about uh, what a player uh, is on his own, you know, what the quarterback is by himself. Where would you put Trevor Lawrence on your list? People hate me for not being as high on Trevor Lawrence as everybody else is. I mean, again, from a pure talent perspective, there's probably two or three guys easily I have in front of him. He might crack the top ten, maybe nine or ten. I only I stopped at five because I only had to get the five. But you know, I, I mean, for me, he's not there yet. He's just not. Like I, I, I'm not going to fall in love with what you did in college. And you're asking me a question about the NFL. I have 32 game or 33 games of of you know uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence to look at. And in the entirety of the sample size, I've seen some good. I've seen some bad. And oh, by the way, last year the good was only for half the season. The first half of the year, he was still missing a ton of throws. Like, there was a lot of question marks around him. Yeah, he started to figure out, and I'm taking, I don't want to take anything away from him for it, but down the stretch, too, like, playing NFC South teams, that's not exactly like the cream of the crop. That division stunk last year all around. So, you know, some of that has to do with who you're beating, who you're playing. I mean, 
on my list is outside of the other quarterbacks on the list. What other teams do you think that go out there and can beat those guys? Oof. Right? Oof. Like, I mean, Trevor Lawrence ain't walking into the list of my five guys and you're going, that guy's better than the guy that Zeno just gave me. He's not. So mm. I'm not that high on him yet. I want to see one more year mm. of this whole thing. That's just me. Okay. Any any other things you want to take umbrage with here, Cole, before we get to our calls, um, 888-SAY-ESPN? Well, no, I won't take umbrage with this, but I will ask you one more about, uh, you know, you mentioned Aaron Rodgers being in uh, a decline of stats, but he's still a quarterback that he is, you know, and, you know, he's still very talented and all this, even at this stage of his career. Now he's going into a system that he's familiar with, with Nathaniel Hackett coming back in. What do you think that's going to do for his stats? Is it going to increase? Does he move up from five, uh, some other part of this list? I still think Aaron Rodgers has a 3,800-yard, 35-touchdown, six-interception season in his back pocket. Wow. What, what's the reason to believe he doesn't? Look, he was throwing to guys who, who, were, who were taking out trash a week before the season started. Like, I mean, you know, I don't want to disrespect the Green Bay wide receiver core, but it took them eight or nine weeks before those guys even knew how to get on the same page with Aaron Rodgers. So uh, he's a high-demand quarterback and a high-demand guy, and I understand that he should be, but it's one of those things where, you know, I don't have any reason to believe that, that Aaron Rodgers' play himself is in a state of decline. Mm. It's not like his arm is weaker. It's not like he's not moving around as well. It's not like he's not reading defense. All those things are still intact. We're seeing Russell Wilson out there look like he doesn't, hasn't played the position ever. Yeah. That's not the case for Aaron Rodgers. Okay, he's had he had to change his game last year to fit the personnel around him. Eight 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 say ESPN. That's eight 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 three seven seven six. Let's go to Clinton, North Carolina, who's got a question about my quarterback list. Clint, welcome to Kenny and calling here on ESPN yes. Radio. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. Listen, how can you possibly? Okay, but only let me back up. I get all the things you're saying about Josh <laughs> Allen, his physical ability, how he's you know can run people over, how he can, got a cannon of an arm, all those things. How can you put anybody above Patrick Mahomes? He, Patrick Holmes has two things that, that Josh Allen will probably never get, and that's Super Bowl ring. It's not going to happen for him. Uh, and and I, my list goes Mahomes, Burrow, and then maybe Josh Allen. But, I mean, Herbert's probably more clutch than Josh Allen, even just having the, the team around him in San, or Los Angeles, and it's just in my humble opinion. No, and, and thank you for the call. Look, I'm not measuring Super Bowls in this conversation. Because there's, there's a cannibal standpoint to the AFC between these three guys that, you know, we chided Peyton for years until he finally got over the hump nine seasons in, right? Like, it was like, oh, I'll never get there. It may take out Josh Allen nine seasons to go win a Super Bowl. That's not what this is about. You're asking me who's the best quarterback. Not who's on the best team. Not who's got the best chance to win. Not who's in the best offense. Not who can make, I mean, I'm, that's why I prefaced it by saying I want to take this in a vacuum, take the uniform off. Again, Patrick Mahomes is... If, if you put Josh Allen with Andy Reid in Kansas City, do you think that there's a Super Bowl for Josh Allen already? Uh, yeah. yeah. Facts, yeah. Uh, why, why are you pausing, Coley? Yeah, facts. Yeah. I'm nodding. I mean, I'm nodding. If I put Joe Burrow in Kansas City, does yeah. Joe Burrow have a Super Bowl right now? I mean, he probably should have He's at least been to one. one. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so it, th- that's part of it. Uh, let's go to Sean in New Jersey. Sean, you're on ESPN Radio. Hi, guys. How you doing today? So, uh, yeah, I'm glad you guys brought up, uh, you know, my boy Lawrence. Um, so, I, you know, what I haven't heard in any of the discussions in the quarterbacks, though, is how close we were to beating the Chiefs in that playoff game with that dropped interception on that on that Chad Henney drive and then just that, that terrible play call on that reverse inside the 10. I, you, I, know, you just so, answered your own question. You said Chad Henney. 
You said Chad Henney. <laughs> yeah, Chad Henney. Did Chad, he, that not Patrick Mahomes. Chad Henney. <laughs> I mean, any time that Chad Henney gets into the game, it's an automatic disqualifier. In my opinion, at least, Coley. Well, not to mention, I mean, Mahomes was banged up in that game as well. <laughs> yeah. He was like on one leg hobbling yeah. <laughs> around. 888-SAY-ESPN. Jamal is in Virginia. Jamal, you're on Kenny and Carlin here. Mark Zeno and Coley Harvey filling in for the fellows. What's up? How you fellas doing? I just, we got, we got to go back to this Josh Allen because ever past two, maybe three years, I just don't see it. To me, Josh Allen is nothing but a poor man's Cam Newton. Like, and you see how his career ended by being able to run over everybody. He's different from Lamar Jackson. You can't touch Lamar Jackson. You can't catch him. But that style is going to catch up to him. Maybe he will make you see stars, but how long can he do that? And then for you to say intercept, all interceptions don't count or aren't created the same, then what's the point of counting them then? Like, well, I don't because see... Because it's a st- the same way you count incompletions. It's a stat. It's part of the whole thing. But every interception doesn't tilt the game the way we're acting like, oh, we threw 15 interceptions in 17 games. So what? Mm-hmm. How many games did they win with those interceptions? If you still win the game, yes, the interception is bad. I'm not saying throw more interceptions, win more games. But if you win the game, what? what you know, 13 wins, 15 interceptions. Coley, what's the problem? I mean, you're you're making a point, man. You're making a point. I I I, I am understanding everything that you're backing up here with stats. And How many facts? teams won 13 games last year? Yeah, count them on like you know one hand. Yeah, absolutely. JPP's hand, right hand. That's about oh, it. Wow. <laughs> I mean, you're absolutely right. However, I just I just still to me, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league right now. I think we've got one from Kansas City. Oh, Katie, boy. are you on the line here? I am. What do you got? Hi. Katie? Hi. Well, I th- I heard what you said about put Josh Allen in uh, Kansas City under Andy Reid and Joe Burrow. But what, what I would say to that is if you took Patrick Mahomes and you would have stuck him in Cincinnati or in Buffalo both years, the last three years, both of those cities would have had a Super Bowl. Mm. I, so think th- I think that's I really, fair. He would have done it. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily disagree. Like, take that, that divisional playoff game from two years ago and flip the quarterbacks, you might get the same result, right? Josh Allen wins with Kansas City, and, and Patrick Mahomes loses with Buffalo. Like, I, again, we're at a point where we're splitting hairs here. I, I, would, I would tell you I, I, that all three of these quarterbacks are going to battle it out, God willing, for all of us, right? Yes. They're going to battle it out for the next seven to ten years yes. and fight it out and try to figure out who's going to do it. There's, Patrick Mahomes isn't going to win every Super Bowl for the next seven years, folks. It's just not going to happen, right? Like, there are so many things have to go right. To win a Super Bowl. Hell, they got to him back-to-back and lost the second one to Tom Brady. So, I mean, it's you know, the, the idea that we're bringing Super Bowls into the equation to me, I think, is flawed when you're measuring a quarterback metric because there's a lot of things that happen in an entire game. All I'm asking you to, all I'm asking you to do is, is go into a conversation here of what does the quarterback do, forget the weapons, forget everything else, and if you start interchanging pieces on the chessboard, Coley, uh, you know, w- do we see the same production? Uh, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. I-, I know that I've got a list coming up later on in the show, and uh, it's not going to be like your list. <laughs> it's anywhere near as controversial. Right, we want you guys to weigh in on my list. Is Josh Allen really number one? What's the biggest omission on my list? Plus, wait till you hear what Harry Douglas has to say about my list. We'll get into all that. But first, a word from Coley on NHTSA. We all know about the speed of sound, but have you ever thought about the sounds of speeding? 
If you drive over the speed limit, there are lots of sounds that you might hear. You could hear the sound of your vehicle crashing, the sound of first responders desperately trying to save you. You could even hear the sound of people crying at your funeral. Because if you drive over the speed limit, you could do damage that's beyond repair. One way or another, speeding catches up with you. That's paid for by NHTSA. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Welcome back to Kenny and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, Mark Zeno, Coley Harvey. In for the fellas today, we are presented by Progressive Insurance, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. we got a whole bunch of callers loaded in the bank here. And apparently, Coley, <laughs> I, I have uh, drawn the ire of Harry Douglas and Jeff Darlington. We'll hear from those guys in a minute as my list is really starting to uh, you know, reverberate through the halls there in Bristol. But if I'll recap the list for you guys real quick, my top five quarterbacks based off of talent. I mean, remove the jersey, remove the coaches, remove everything around him. Give me the quarterback in a vacuum and ask him to make X, Y, and Z throws, do X, Y, and Z things. Who is? Who are the top five? At number five, have Aaron Rodgers. Number four, Joe Burrow. Number three, Justin Herbert. Number two, Patrick Mahomes. And number one, Josh Allen. And in reality, Cole, nobody has – I haven't heard anybody else have much issue with the list other than the fact that Patrick Mahomes is number two. Now, again, for me, the running component for Josh Allen is a big part of this. They do not design runs for Patrick Mahomes. That is not a weapon that they need. I'm not saying he can't do it, but it's not a weapon that they need in that arsenal. Josh Allen is a big part of the running game for the Buffalo Bills. He has that in his arsenal. I think that matters. 888-SAY-ESPN. Again, 888-3776. Let's go to Gordo, who happens to be from Bills Mafia here. So I wonder where this call is Uh going here, Coley. Gordo, you're on ESPN Radio. Yes, sir. How you guys doing? Great. Good. Excellent. No, I think you're spot on. Josh is the most talented quarterback in the NFL. 
<laughs> Without Shocker. question. It's not even a question. Patrick Mahomes is a product of the system. If you put Burrow or Herbert or Allen in that system, they'd have three rings by now. Because they have an X factor. They have Travis Kelsey. Could you also who's the greatest tight end to play? Could you also argue that Josh Allen is a little bit of a product of his system? You know, they they've needed a run game for so long, and he's kind of supplied it. He's his own system. They've been through <laughs> what three coordinators since he's been there. Mm. Dable left. He was the best coach on our staff, and he still did what he did last year. Plus, it wasn't him that lost our games; it was our defense that choked. Well. I think the one argument you could make for the game that Allen lost last year was the game down in Miami. Uh, the Heat got to him at the end. You know, he had that slip throw, and, you know, he missed the, the one in the end zone going in. Uh, you, know, look, you don't have to split hairs on it, but I think the point simply is is that um, a, a lot of these guys, theoretically, Coley, if you interchange them, you move Burrow to Kansas City, you move Mahomes to Buffalo, you move Allen into Cincinnati, like, you'd probably see similar results across the board. So we are splitting hairs to a certain extent. 888-CESPN. Chris is in South Dakota. Wants to talk about Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Chris, you're on ESPN Radio. Uh, okay. Hey, uh, you say it's because of the system. You're not counting the Super Bowls or the system, right? That uh, Josh Allen would succeed in Andy Reid's system, right? Yeah. How many Super Bowls did Andy Reid win without Patrick Mahomes? Well, he, he went to one of them and lost it, but the answer is zero. But he also went to four straight NFC Championship games with Donovan McNabb. Right. Yeah, it was I mean, Donovan McNabb. Okay. It was, it was, it was built... He's about the same stature, same build as Josh Allen, right? Donovan McNabb. And he's no. a running quarterback, too, right? Josh Allen is 6'4", 240 pounds. Donovan McNabb was not 6'4". Uh, how big that Donovan McNabb was 6'4"? 240 pounds. I'm about to look this up right now. Yeah, now, 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 now we're all forced to go look this up. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, he's 6'2". Thank you. So there you go. Yeah, 6'2". 6'2", 240. Two inches and, and <laughs> the, the 20 pounds getting truncated in there is, is you know, uh, is, is the same thing. Look, Andy Reid's system has always been good. Uh, and Andy Reid got a quarterback. And, oh, by the way, as I said earlier, Andy Reid took Alex Smith to three consecutive 10-win seasons and three AFC West titles. That's fact. Like, you know, yes, Patrick Mahomes is another level, right? That's the difference between getting past the first round and losing in the first round is the difference between Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes and winning a Super Bowl. I don't think anybody is saying that that there's not a difference. I, I think what you're saying here is that when you're talking about these three quarterbacks in Mahomes, Allen, and Burrow, they're all so high level that you have to certain certainly look for you know minor differences between the two. All right, uh, Coley, I, I have not heard these comments yet. You know, uh, we were getting ready for the show, and I was told by our producer Shannon Penn that uh, there there were some people questioning my list here. I wonder why. And uh, be- well, because they want to <laughs> see genius. They want to understand genius better. That's I love that. I love that. I love that. Harry Douglas, ESPN radio host, former Atlanta Falcon, I used to work with him down here in Atlanta, Maybe. reacted to the idea that I had Josh Allen at number one. It makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> That's one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard in my life. I'm, I'm being dead honest. And I know Mark. See, I, I've known Mark for a very, very long time. And I can't believe he would allow something like that to come out of his mouth. <laughs> and I, Now, don't get me wrong. Josh Allen is a ph- phenomenal quarterback. But when Patrick Mahomes twice has been the reason why he hasn't reached the Super Bowl, it doesn't make sense. Make it make sense. When last year, 
Joe Burrow goes into Buffalo in the cold weather and beats the Buffalo Bills and has a better game than Josh Allen, you shouldn't have Josh Allen over Joe Burrow. Something that both of those guys have done, Patrick Mahomes winning two Super Bowls, Joe Burrow has been to a Super Bowl. And Joe Burrow went through Patrick Mahomes to get to that Super Bowl. So having Josh Allen at one ahead of Patrick Mahomes and then also ahead of Joe Burrow is crazy as hell. All right, Harry. Well, first of all, if you know me as well as you say you do, you should know that crazy stuff comes out of my mouth all the time. That's number one. Number two, okay, here very simply, for, again, I I said it before, Tom Brady had three Super Bowls in his back pocket, and there weren't a lot of dissenters to the idea that Peyton Manning was a still a better quarterback than Tom Brady. Brady had beaten Peyton Manning several times in the postseason before Manning had gotten over the top, and not many people would have told you you were nuts for thinking that Peyton Manning was a better quarterback than Tom Brady. This isn't about, in my mind, who has won a Super Bowl and who beat whom in a postseason game. Because we could argue, if you want to start splitting hands like that, that Josh Allen didn't lose to Patrick Mahomes. It was Buffalo's defense with 13 <laughs> seconds left. An idiot coaching who, who did that. Josh Allen did everything he needed to do to win that game and beat Patrick Mahomes and not even get him to a second Super Bowl. Yeah, well, in the So, I don't, you know, I mean, you know, like, for me, if you start bringing that into the equation, this is like the, the, the playoff wins thing when I have to remind people that Mark Sanchez won four road playoff games and Joe Flacco won four road playoff games. Like, stop. That's not the measure that we want to do this in because you're, tip, you're bringing other variables into the account here. And that's why I wanted to make it about the talent alone because when I start bringing in the game itself, there are so many components to a game. I mean, even in the Super Bowl to a certain extent, the, 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 the Eagles' defense – I'm sorry, the, uh, the Chiefs' defense got Patrick Mahomes the ball back. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. Can't you argue that some of those other things that you're not considering, that that does factor into what a quarterback can do, what the pieces around him can do, what the success of his defense, you know, can't you argue that that's part of it too? I I think you can. I I think the best plus to Patrick Mahomes was the year he had last year without Tyreek Hill. Mm -hmm. That showed everybody that, guess what? It's more Hill than, I mean, it's more Holmes than it was more Mahomes than it was Hill. I think that was a huge feather in his cap from the standpoint of being able to do it. Because when you had Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, you're unstoppable. Like mm-hmm. there's, just, there's, you, you have to ha- hope that somebody has a bad day here. Um, oh, we're not going to be able to get to Jeff Darnton. I'm, I'm so upset. I want to I hear what he has to say. <laughs> or maybe you guys will play it for me. Maybe we'll tell you when we get back on the other side. But next, Blazers GM Joe Cronin tells reporters on a Damian Lillard trade, if it takes months, it takes months. I don't know if we got months here, Coley. Mm. That's next, coming up on ESPN Radio. Mark Zeno, Coley Harvey, in for the fellows on Carlin and Canty on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. 
he would add so much to Joel and B and take so much pressure off of him as well. I personally feel like the Sixers need to go all in for Damian Lillard. You're telling me Dame Lillard doesn't want to play in New York City? That makes him a contender. Now you're not going to trust that core to put the right pieces around him to win a chip? The Heat, they're going to exhaust every single opportunity to get this done. The longer this goes, the more it could be like Donovan Mitchell last summer where you have a team swoop in. Welcome back to Kenny and Carl on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Mark Zeno, Coley Harvey in for the fellows this afternoon. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, 888-CSPN, the phone number 888-729-3776. Coley, everybody's got a right to change their mind. Everyone's got a right to want to do one thing and then change their mind and do the other. That is Damian Lillard, who swore he was going to be a trailblazer for life, said he was going to be there forever. And now has requested a trade. Blazers GM Joe Cronin spoke to the media today for the first time since that trade request. And one of the first things he was asked was, what happened to the idea of building around Dame? Building around Dame has always been the goal, all the way even through the draft. It was the difficult things that we ran into were finding the right deals. You know, in the previous two years, we drafted at seven, we drafted at three. You know, in the meantime, we were scouring the market looking for more win-now players. And what kept happening was those players just weren't available. So each time we just tried to weigh that, you know, but it wasn't necessarily intentional. It was just doing what's best for this team. Hmm. Coley, there's a lot to dissect there. And good thing I wear boots to wade through all the you-know-what. <laughs> uh, I don't want to step in any of it. But your reaction to what Joe Cronin just had to say. Uh, well, you know, this is the thing is you have to honor what a player of his caliber, when they request to be sent somewhere else and they say, look, this rebuild is just not working, you got to honor it. You know, this is, uh, this is a player of his stature who just, uh, it, it just hasn't worked when it comes to, to being successful in postseason, to going on a long run. It just hasn't worked there. And you can kind of understand his reason for wanting, this is Damien, I mean, uh, his reason for wanting to, uh, to get a restart somewhere else. Um, it is really interesting, though, to hear uh, his GM talk this way. I think he had some more to say about how long this might possibly take. I think what I've learned more than anything is patience is critical. Don't be reactive. Don't jump at things just to seemingly solve a problem. I think the teams that have ended up in the most positive situation post-trade have been the ones that have been really diligent and taken their time and been not been impulsive. The teams that kept their urgency under control. So I think that's how my approach is going has been with this and will be with this is we're going to be patient. We're going to do what's best for our team and we're going to see, you know, how this lands. And if it takes months, it takes months. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Joe Cronin right now is like waiting for interest rates to come down. <laughs> Guess what, Joe? They ain't coming down. Yeah. You can wait all you want. The market ain't moving on this thing. The market has been set. If somebody wanted to give you what you wanted, the deal would have happened already. Nobody wants to give you what you want for this player, for whatever reason it is. Right. I mean, Coley, if this if, if somebody was willing to give me this would be done already. You know, I want if if, I- if, if if we had a home for Dame Lillard, he would be there already. Yeah, and that's what I was going to get to. I wonder what this means about uh, the the Miami situation, for example, right? You know, that's where Damian has already well, they need said a third he, team there, right? Exactly. You know, and and does, is this speaking to? Is there just not a third team there just yet, or uh, or is is uh, is there just no other significant interest that the Trailblazers are actually trying to uh, to entertain right now? 
I mean, I, I tell Joe Cronin, Joe, like, don't try to be friends after the breakup. Don't, don't yeah. just, you, you lost the hand, man. Yep. You, you just move on. At this point, you've got to get what you can get, call, get the very best deal you can, and move on. I just, I don't see anybody coming to the table, um, you know, and really doing anything. I mean, look, as in, I fully said, as a Nick fan, would I love him in New York? I don't know if it works, but, uh, <laughs> I would I would ask you this much, though. And one of the things that stood out real quick to me and what he said is, oh, we tried this and we tried that. We tried to find players. You know, I wonder how much the fit or the answer to that wasn't we couldn't get the guys or they wouldn't fit with Dame or Dame didn't want them. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. And, and I think that's something that we always kind of lose sight of is what is the chemistry like for the, the, the player who would be bringing them in, right? Who would be joining them? What What is that fit going to be for them? And maybe that has been the issue uh, all this time. Damien has been uh, uh, very uh, knowledgeable in terms of who the Trailblazers have been trying to add with him. And it just, you know, he's, he hasn't signed off. Who knows? Um, but uh, but I, I think it also just speaks to the fact that he views this team as not in a situation where it's quite in win now mode, and uh, you know, I mean, he he averaged thirty two points a game this past year. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is a guy who still was uh, was quite productive on a team that that barely won thirty games. You know, uh, he's he wants to win a ring. He wants to be with someone a little more competitive, and I think uh, I, I think it speaks more to that instead of him knowing what pieces might be uh, be coming in to fit with. And I wonder how rigid Dame is being in this whole thing about yeah, where he yeah. wants to go. We That's know fair. Miami's a destination, but it's like, you know, if, if I am Joe Cronin, I'm calling everybody. Yeah. I'm calling everybody to get the best offer I can and then approaching Dame and saying, look, we got this offer. We'd like to execute it. Will, will you sign off on a trade here mm. kind of deal mm-hmm. um, and, and and see what he's willing to take? I mean, there are a bunch of teams in the East that absolutely would love Dame Lillard in, in their uniform. Uh, helping them try to win a title. All right, coming up next, if you thought my take on Patrick Mahomes was crazy, wait until you hear what I have to say about Shohei Otani. It's Zeno and Harvey in for Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.